Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of OK Boomer. I'm Will. And this is Thomas. And every week, we give you a pre-show. We highlight a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo, or a Fund My Comic project, uh, whether it's a game or a comic or a graphic novel or what have you, you know, like a big fat comic. Something. And, <laughs> and, and then we hit the virtual spinner rack and we uh, we read a book every week and then we come back here and talk about it and go go through the pages and and ramble. That's what we do. So if you're a lover of comics, come listen to two old guys that aren't quite boomers, but talk like it. Uh, deal with some comic books. Tonight's is a special issue of The Incredible Hulk. Ba-boom. Yes. It's Versus a Christmas issue. Santa Claus. <laughs> Oh, Santa Claus looks terrible. You should get some rhinoplasty. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, the show now is available as a as an audio podcast uh, through Age of Radio. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's uh, already gone and uh, signed up to download new episodes or just listen to them on their favorite podcast platform. If you could please share us out, uh, give us that Nice five-star review, even if you don't mean it. It helps us grow and lets more people listen and watch two old geezers talk about comic books. When they were still good. <laughs> but now, it's time for the pre-show. My pre-show, uh, I can get a damn thing. Really? So it's the Thomas pre-show. Damn it. I, don't, I didn't get a whole lot. I actually got these last week, um, except for one did come in the mail. Um, you ever buy anything off Macari? No. Okay. I've been watching Macari. Sometimes, you know, it's it's like eBay Lite. Not mm -hmm. as much stuff. People are on there. They're different stuff. Sometimes they'll discount crazy stuff. So I've been slowly starting to look at old Conans to kind of upgrade some of my early Conans that are in terrible shape. The guy had this on there originally for 50 bucks and he decided it wouldn't sell at 50. So he marked it down to $10. Conan number seven, you know, Barry Windsor Smith, Roy Thomas. Amazing. Uh, for $10, I buy this all damn day long. Hell yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, it's not a very fine, but it's definitely a fine, maybe a little bit better. Uh, and gorgeous covers and mine was totally fragged, dude. And I picked these up at a antique store for a dollar a piece. I honestly don't even know if I have them all, but I picked them up for they were a dollar a piece in the covers. Dude, you remember when he was doing uh was it Braith is it Braithwaite? I can't remember. Whoever was doing the uh, painted covers for Punisher back in the day. Yeah, Marvel Nexus. Oh, yeah. When the Punisher was still good before they cupped him. I mean, dude. Look, all of these. I mean, the covers are just so... I mean, all that cover is freaking awesome. It, him oh, yeah, him and their crosshairs. It's classic. I saw somebody shared a uh, thing on Facebook. They had actually done a... Oh, God. Uh, I can't remember the artist, but the cover artist for Punisher. They actually had uh, commissioned a special one. And mm -hmm. it took them, like... He said, like, a year to get it. But it come in, and it was a fully painted custom. 
I'm like, damn, dude, that's worth a year's wait. Now, I like that cover just because they, they pretty much put the uh, the 1960s Silver Age checkered border around it. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, but I got those, and then I did stop by Ollie's to see. They have very little. Um, I've never read this, but I'm, I know this got really good reviews. The uh, Batgirl trade from New yeah. 52. The, the first the first story arc, yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, it was $3. No, yeah, $3. $2.99. Yeah. So I'm like, for $2.99, the art's really good. It's by Gail Simone and uh, Adrian Saif. Is that how you say it? I think so, yeah. But art's amazing, dude. I've never read this one. Um, you know, and it's Batgirl. I mean, some of the New 52 stuff was really good. Obviously, the best best New 52 stuff was probably the Batman. Um, that Court of Isles series was so good. Oh, yeah. Um, but it that that series did drag on, though. It, it kind of dropped off. Yeah. But, that's it. I really didn't get anything this week, hardly. A um, few books here, and that's mostly it's been buying other stuff for people for Christmas. Um, I did buy some stuff today. Um, the guys that I follow and buy off of on, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Rick started putting up. Uh, he's just like clearing room out of the shop. Like, uh, you know, older silver and bronze age stuff. Yeah. Uh, and some copper stuff that, uh, you know, we've probably got tons of. Uh, and there were like multiple covers on a couple of the issues. Um, but he was like blowing them out. They were like between one to four bucks. Oh, hell yeah. Now, I didn't buy any of the first two titles I'm going to mention just because they were just, they were reader copies. Like, it looks like somebody forgot to iron their suit before they got buried in it. <laughs> uh, he had he had a, a whole bunch of uh, of Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane books. Some of those covers are so awesome. Oh yeah, he had he had a bunch of uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Uh, there was one I was really tempted by. If it was in better shape, I I would have gotten it. It's it was. Uh, it was a cover where uh, Jimmy became his super, his version of Superman personality. Yeah, Omega, Omega Jimmy or whatever, whatever he called him. Damn, damn it! And you know, Superman's hogtied like like Nell on the train tracks, and uh, why he Jim, can't get out? I don't Jimmy know. has to save him. <laughs> so Jimmy flies bus through the building. Don't worry, no need to fear. Super Jim is here. Whatever it was. Um, but I did I did buy some Superman ones. Uh, one one cover in particular, because there's no doubt in anybody's mind that this cover uh, is done by the King from when he came back to DC and did the fourth fourth wall. Fourth, fourth fourth world, yeah. Fourth world, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, that's a Kirby cover. I've ever seen one. Yeah. And, now, uh, you you know the thing that's so bad is that when Kirby came back to do Superman and do all that mm -hmm. with DC, they still had Kurt Swan go in and erase his Superman head and redraw it because it was supposed to look just right. 
So Kurt touched up, Kurt Swan touched up Jack Kirby at DC. That is a definite downgrade. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long it went on, but yeah, they they did. And I was like, Jesus, this is that's as bad as Stan cutting up the Kirby pages and rearranging the panels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen this guy in, like, over 15 years. Uh, he's got dual citizenship between here and Canada, and he's a comic book art dealer. Yeah. And also deals in super high-end golden and silver age books, too. Oh, sweet. Um, he is the owner of original Jack Kirby work from DC Comics done for the Superpowers toy line and, you know, obviously to promote the book, the comics as well, because that came from the toy line. Yeah. It's two huge, like, poster boards, and it, it interconnects, and it's got every character that they were going to make for the Superpowers toy line back in the day. And it's all uh, pencils and inks by Kirby. Uh, now, pencils by Kirby, and I think I think it's Jilton uh, Joe uh, gave me a hand with the inking. Really, yeah. I have to look. But I've got that uh, DC Superpower series by Kirby. I think I told you I picked up. I found it, and I found one issue randomly at a damn antique store and bought it to read it that's I where like, i that's where i found mine uh, and i ended up buying the whole series i haven't read them all i just read the first one and it was so damn good i'm like this is i don't sound terrible this is amazing it's like the thing is is it's the dc power super so and it's almost like ultimate dc if that makes mm -hmm. any sense you know, it's like Ultimate Marvel was, you know, the clean, streamlined Marvel, and that's the current clean, streamlined DC. It was just so good. Uh, I got a bunch of, like, really cheap uh, Silver Bronze Age uh, Supermans. Yeah. I, I was sad that he didn't have any Batmans to put up there, but uh, I bought not every one that he had, because I started realizing that he listed about a hundred books, <laughs> and as as us poor folks know, the dollar store seems really cheap until you get up to that cash register. Uh -huh. How the hell did I spend one hundred and fifty dollars at a dollar store? <laughs> you got that much stuff? No, no, I, I don't. I don't think I did, but we'll find out. We'll we'll find out. Um, but if you get any, if you got any doubles, you know, remember, you know, you do have friends south of the border. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, I got most of the Infinity Incorporated issues that he had. Really? Yeah, they were all like a buck or two, and I'm yeah. like, this is, you know, this is the next generation for uh, the JSA. Uh, one in particular that I bought was the origin of Obsidian, who no longer exists since Alan Scott is now gay. Yeah. They wiped the, out... Well, they they had him hop the fence, play for the other team, and now uh, two longtime, really popular characters between JSA Infinity and uh, 
uh, you know, the Green Lantern line because of his sister Jem there. They're um, gone. They they don't exist now. The um the other thing that's funny is is that's the series um that McFarlane started on. Yep. Um, and those early McFarlane issues are, you know, they're not worth what you know the Marvel stuff is, but they're worth a little penny. I mean, twenty bucks a pop on some of them. Uh I don't I don't think I could, I didn't get any of the McFarlane ones. Yeah. Or like I, after twenty. He only did he only did like five to seven of them. Yeah, I picked up a few I've got a few of them just because they're McFarlane issues. Yeah. And just just like uh Art Germ started like the first covers he did. Yeah. Were was like the first six to eight new 52 Captain Adam covers are all art germs. And most people that are going and spending like, you know, ordering like five or 10 of every cop, every cover he does and, you know, rushing them all to, you know, to get graded or attending a show and spending uh, more money than the book is worth to have him sign it. So they, they can then, you know, grade it and, and try to flip it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, these companies would come down on their prices and not treat us all like trash when we actually wanted to get a book that should be graded, actually graded, opposed to everything that came out that week gets immediately shipped to CGC. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then they, I've asked so many people over the years, you didn't even read that, did you? He goes, no. no. Well, what I do is I send all the books in that I really love every week. If it's got a cover I love, I send it, I send all those books in. And then I go online and I buy the digital copies. <laughs> Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I had this guy on as a guest last night. He's been on a couple of times. Uh, and this is the... Uh, Timothy B. Fling from Earth Dog Studios, earthdogstudios.com, or you can just Google Timothy B. Fling, and he'll come up for, like, all the platforms. And I had him on last night. We've gotten a couple of more people on board since. The first day, he hit over, he hit over three grand. Oh, cool. Um, What's his funding goal? Uh, already surpassed. It was twenty two eighty eight because it's called Water War War Wars twenty two eighty eight. Oh, okay, cool. So he had like seventy four backers last night. He's gotten like another six. Uh, twenty eight days to go, and uh, we'll just play the trailer and let he'll talk to you for a little bit. And then he 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 showed off to show some love to uh, his supporters, like at, at conventions and stuff that were buying his books or, you know posting on you know social media that they got the book and they liked it and everything Oh, the art's good. Oh, yeah. Edwin Arosa. 
Good evening, everybody. This is Timothy Fling from Earth Dog Studios. I'm here today to officially welcome you to our seventh Kickstarter. We are launching our latest graphic novel, Water Wars 2288, the Ultimate Edition. This will be our most ambitious project yet. It's a full-color, 148-page trade paperback collecting volumes one to four and two new additional short stories. We are excited to be back and we've got a really fun campaign. We've got radioactive tactical maps. We've got Chrome enhanced trading cards. We've even got some epic downloadable theme songs. All of these are gonna be produced with the high level of quality that EarthDog Studios is known for. It's also important that I say thank you to our amazing backers. We couldn't have gone very far without your patronage and it's been Humbling, really, to see the growth of the brand, and I would like to welcome you back. The organic civilians, the comic collectors, and the new potential followers, I hope to see you behind the backer wall. Yeah, the art's really top-notch looking at that. Oh, yeah. So to make it uh, a little juicier, because there's a lot of people that like just buy every book that comes out of the, you know, of the titles that they, they like and collect yeah. and read, or you know, some, some people just buy everything the guy does because it's all like really good stuff. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh, the Kickstarter exclusive uh, wraparound cover. And this is going to have, you know, extra stuff on it. Erwin uh, Rosa is a fantastic artist. Uh, and he even did, he even does, uh, he did this cover, but he's the regular interior artist. Who's doing the colors? Because the colors look really good on the inside. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a couple of different people. Uh, he just brought on uh, a young lady uh, who he's Timothy's the only one that actually lives in the States. Everybody else is like all over the world. Oh, okay. But I mean, I like the really clean art. That's what that looks like to me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of comics are sketchy or a little off now. That's really clean. It's got, I don't say that 80s vibe to it, but yeah, that. well, they've well, they've got that weird hippie palette, where like the backgrounds are like all the same color on every page or something, like it's an advertisement. Yeah. Uh, this next character is that I like the looks of is uh, a mechanical protector. So basically, uh, cyborg like a, or something. Yeah, like a Terminator, right? Yeah. Um. He was telling me, uh, so she's got like one mechanical arm and one humanoid arm, right? Uh, the person she's supposed to protect ends up losing an arm. So she takes off her mechanical arm and attaches it to the human. So the majority of the time, she she's running around with her, uh, her spear slash, uh, you know, homemade trident. Uh, yeah in in one arm 
and only has one arm for like the majority of the time while she's mm-hmm. carrying stuff out. This is uh, one of the new short stories. Okay. Uh, Ascendance of the Terramorph, which reminds you a lot. Uh, it reminded me immediately of Dr. Arcane and his Unmen. Uh, it's like a 1950s like sci-fi story. Yeah. Where uh, a terrible disease is hit. Um, and they start creating terramorphs of animals and people that are designed to resist the disease. And uh, I don't want to say nothing else about it because, you know. How many pages is it total, does it say? Um, yeah, I don't want to misquote it. It's 148 pages. Okay, so it's a it's a chunk. It's yeah. a big book. 148 pages because some of the books are 24 pages. Some of them are like, you know, 40 plus pages. So like, you know, a giant size special from, you know, when we both hide our hair. Well, that's the that's the whole thing. When they you can do Kickstarter books like that, you if you need 40 pages to tell the story, you take 40 pages. If you yeah. need 20, you take 20. Uh, and he calls this the ultimate edition. Uh, there's two new short stories. One of the short stories uh, was in another creator's uh, Cthulhu anthology book. Sweet. Uh, and, but this is the first time it's ever been printed up under his banner. Um, he didn't know that that other book was going to be because uh, Travis has done some stuff that has a little bit of spice to it once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so they created this uh, Cthulhu-headed uh, goddess who was trying to move move through dimensional portals, uh, kind of like the beginning of the original uh, Hellboy movie when they yeah. were opening up the portal to hell. Um, like that. So, you know, it, it sounds cool. It makes me think of, you know, Stargate and stuff like that. Um, but as, uh, she's coming through the portal, um, she's naked. Oh Lord. And their editor call goes, Oh no, no, all this stuff is all ages. We can't do that. So, uh, they, they fixed the problem by creating, uh, these billowing smoke clouds covering up all the bits. Uh, now, in this this edition, uh, she is fully clothed, <laughs> covered, kind of like uh, the other indie book there, uh, Tibby the Time Traveler. <laughs> yeah, with the with the the bubble bath, the Mr. Bubble bubbles bath. covering her up yeah. everywhere. <laughs> uh, and there's like some from the different volumes. Uh, there's like you know the cover and a couple of preview pages, so you can you can see kind of like what's going on. Um, you meet another character in volume one. This gives you like more of like the militant stuff that's going on, and then you get the uh, the cyborg girl. Don't forget to drop the link in the chat. Oh, it's already up there. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. 
want to make sure. Probably, I should probably go to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there it is. There's a link right there, and it's also all these are in the uh, description too. And there's our link uh, for everywhere you can follow us on social media. And the bonus story, Ascendance of the Terramorphs, and the band story, now available for the first time, Era of the Last Apocalypse. <laughs> and it's basically, uh, you know, a blizzard environment. And then you see, like, the Cthulhu demon back there. And yeah, that's what I was looking like. It looked like snow. Dude, that art right there. That's a that's freaking amazing. That's almost like mo like a movie poster. Yeah, when you look at it, the the palette uh, Erwin chose for this between the the hot and the cool colors. Yeah, made me think that it was like you know a three D piece or something. No, that's just a that's just a regular wraparound cover that he did. And I'm like, well, that's pretty sick. This is the first. This is the first book. So, uh, Water Wars, all the short stories collected together. This is the second trade. The first trade, which this is the art for the wraparound cover, um, is available as well. And here's some of the interiors. Uh, Irwin did this. It's all like innovation uh, comics look. Like you know, it's like the painted all the, the paint yeah. there. I mean, and it looks great. And as he, he wrote, you know, who will love Water Wars? Well, if you're a sci-fi fan, uh, you're gonna like it. If if you like characters like, uh, you know, Ripley from Aliens, uh, Tank Girl, stuff like that, then. Oh my God, I hadn't thought of Tank Girl in years. Uh, I would have been able to say that, but the other day, out of the clear blue, I fell asleep on it, but uh, it came on on two weeks. So I'll just put, like, some superhero stuff on and just fall asleep. <laughs> tank, <laughs> and tank Girl came on. <laughs> tank Girl came on, yeah. Uh, tank Girl came on right after the uh, the original Chris Reeves Superman movie. Oh, God, that movie's so good. Uh, but he says, if you, if you like, lavishly rendered uh, sci-fi magazines like Heavy Metal, Saga, or even Why the Last Man, uh, you're definitely going to like this. Yeah, that looks really good. Uh, I'm not too I crazy. like the, were the werewolf guy looks kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Until you have a werewolf guy in front of you with like a, a giant 80, hammer. 80, 80 ton hammer, yeah. <laughs> He's going to beat the hell out of you. <laughs> Suddenly, I'd rather fight Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> So the rewards, um, for $5, you can get a digital edition of the new book. Uh, a $15 deluxe digital will get you both. Uh, the, uh, the new trade paperback is $29. And the original trade paperback called uh, Water, Wars, Water Wars Chronicles is 30 but if you buy them both, you can get both of them for $44. Oh, yeah. So it definitely save you money to get both of them. Yeah. Uh, he, he he goes, I, I, there's no reason for me to be greedy about stuff. He goes, I'd rather 
underprice a bunch of stuff and have more people reading the book than you know than not and more eyes on the product is always better well see uh, that's the whole thing if he builds his market then later on he can he can bring the price up a little bit as he yeah, develops the fan base yeah i think he's doing pretty good i mean he raised three grand in a over three grand in one day yeah so um and this this is the guy remember i showed off the uh the laser etched uh wood plaque for uh the cryptid book yeah the uh, the, the uh ufo right picking yep. the guy up <laughs> mm -hmm. uh same thing here you can get a uh laser engraved witch etching and there's a drop down menu uh with you know multiple choices and there's also uh <clears throat> he said that if if somebody is buying this and they would like you know a panel a certain panel from the book that you can contact him and he can set it up and he can run it as a test run oh um, that's cool that they're willing the to do that yeah uh then there's the Irwin Arosa cover collection for uh the new trade the floppies from the new trade uh then there's a collector's uh deluxe set which is both trades the wood pack wood plaque um and the full trading card set so like everybody that buys physical will get one of the new trading cards but it might not be the same trading card for everybody. It's probably going to be, you know, the random, random. But if you buy this, you get the full set of four that's available for this. Um, you can advertise for a quarter page in the book for $58. And this book is going to be shipping to 27 different countries. Damn. Um, CGC tier. Uh, guaranteed 9.8 is $98, which all things considered isn't, isn't bad because it's like $50 just to send a book to CGC. Yeah. And then they charge, then they whack you in your wallet for uh, a percentage of the GDP on that book. I'm like, why do you get a cut out of my book? I'm paying you for a service. Stop it. Um, I contacted a couple of couple of shops that I know that that uh, that support indie stuff, and this retailer tier uh, will get you includes ten trade paperbacks, and you can basically order five sets of them if you want. If you want if you want like five of the first first one. And five of the second one, so you can sell them as a set, complete story. Um, you can do that, or you can, you know, mix them up any way you, you please. Um, ten chrome cards, ten copies of Water Wars, uh, twenty two eighty eight uh, floppy or dealer choice. And he sends retailers like promotional stuff and you know some other some other stuff. You can get drawn in for two sixty eight. Uh, then there's an original art tier. There's a video further down for that, so I'll just play that that quick video. And then for 388, uh, he'll help you get your crowdfunding book 
over the line. He's been doing this for about 15 years now. So, oh, sweet. You know, so it includes like a couple of Zoom meetings and uh, hope you get that done. Yeah. Stretch goals that are already unlocked. Upgraded cover and paper stock on the book. Uh, there will be an unseen art gallery, like art that was never used. Um, they're adding a, a section, uh, reveal the cast, where you meet the creators. So everybody that worked on this at one point or another, um, it's going to be like, you know, and it shows some of it further down. Um, it's basically going to be like, you know, a quick bio and, you know, what they do. So, you know what they're doing. Um, I don't remember the name of the book, but there is uh, autom automatically, you will also get a free digital comic and the radioactive tactical map. It's not really radioactive. Damn it. It just, you know, it's got like spot UV coating and stuff like that. So it, it, it gets a shine and stuff. Um, up next, they're going to be printing up updated Earth Dog Studios collector's guides, uh, which will which will show like all the books and you know to be able to read them in chronological order if you so if you so which which to support on that level. And after that, there's a uh, limited edition uh, print that they did specifically for Baltimore Comic Con that they'll be uh, reissuing. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's still you know locked up in the future. Yeah, in the future. Yeah. Uh, this, this is all four issues of the latest chapter with, you know, variant covers and stuff. So it tells you, you know, what number it is, you know, which cover letter assignment. And... Yeah, the art, I said, art's really good. This is uh, an atomic variant. There's only 25 left. It's like all this art but just imagine this is all uh, like a chromium cover. Oh, okay. Huh. So it, it it really pops. I go, well, I was waiting for you to say 50. He goes, no, no, no. No, I never go that high on, on these things. I go, oh, good to know. Um, there's all four of the trading cards, which any physical backer will get like at least one of these, unless you get the tier that I'm planning on getting, where I will get all of these. And here is the video for uh, the original art from the book. Great line work, though. Yeah, it's really nice. Got our classic nine-panel layout there. Yep. So it looks like he's actually inking it before he uh, before they color it. Ant, yeah, he's uh, laying down some shadows. So, because he wanted to be able to sell the original art for, for, because there's so many collectors out there that just love buying like, you know, comic pages. Um, 
So this is all traditional uh, pencil and ink work, but then they scan those in and it's digitally colored. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It looks like it's all, yeah, it's got some du uh, duotone in it, that zip tone or... Very cool. I mean, just great looking stuff. Yeah, it does look good. And this is part of the creator's thing. Uh, some of the people that worked on the book, uh, I can't even attempt to pronounce their names, so I will not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martina Rossi down here, the young lady, uh, is a colorist, and she's from Italy. She's a new addition to uh, Earth Dog Studios. And they will all be printed uh, through uh, Comics Wellspring, which does a great job on the books, as as you've seen before. Mm -hmm. and so if you're a sci-fi fan, this is definitely something you want to check out. Something to enjoy. Something to enjoy, indeed. And uh, now, for the reason we're here. Um, so last week we asked me what book to read. I was just in a weird mood and I was like, I don't know. I got to figure it out. And then I said, you know, it's Christmas time. And I was like, I remember Hulk fighting Santa. And, uh, it took me a minute to hunt it down and get it to you, but I did. Yep. And damn it, I'm glad I did. <laughs> this is from, uh, 1990 incredible Hulk, uh, 378 because you demanded it, the most requested villain of all. That's right. Sentence. With, yep. <laughs> with what? Uh, with my all-time favorite Hulk and Aquaman writer, Peter David. Oh, dude. 
We go ahead, go ahead and say, have we ever done uh, when, who, when Cometh the Commuter by Spider-Man, like 262, on the show? I don't think so. We, all right, we need to do it because it's by far one of my favorite Spider-Man issues of all time, and it's by Peter David. I, I mean, we just need to go ahead and uh, let everybody know. If you don't know, Peter David's been writing comics since the freaking early 80s, late 70s, maybe. And he mm-hmm. has written probably some of the greatest comics of all time. And they're all standalone. He was so good until uh, there were there were some problems in Peter's life. Yeah, he had some serious problems. He had a bunch of health issues and some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, it took me multiple trips to Dragon Con before I finally met him. I still have not met him. Yeah, I met him. I had him sign the very first issue of Incredible. So this is 378. The I had always kind of read the Hulk on and off, but the very first issue I ever bought and was like, okay, this is so good I could never miss it again, and I haven't missed an issue since, was 348. Um, I came on because I read Hulk for free many times Yeah, growing up because uh, I'd go up to the pharmacy with my mom on a Sunday and get to pick one if she was feeling generous and I had actually passed any tests that week in school. Damn it. <laughs> I might get two, you know, because they were only 25. They were only 25 cents, but, you know. Yeah. The financial times back then were like, oh, like they are now. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't easy. Uh, but my uh, one of my oldest friends, Mike, one of like the 37 and a half different Mikes that I know, um, he uh, he would go up and he'd buy the, you know, he'd go up to, uh, you know, one of the five and tens pharmacies. Uh, it was Merlin's, the one that we went to because it was the very top of the street. There was a uh, Ben Franklin's down the road where most of my other friends that I still talk to that were, you know, always loved comics, used to get stuff. Uh, Merlin's was very heavy uh, DC Archie stuff. And Ben Franklin's was like a Marvel fanboy. <laughs> um, like ridiculous yeah. amounts like. I had never even heard of the X-Men until they guessed it in that one episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Oh, on TV back in yeah. like 80, 81 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I, I thought, I thought Wolverine was uh, stupid as hell. Uh, Cause all he did was uh, make shish kebabs and talk in a terrible Aussie accent. <laughs> That is a horrible episode of that show. Yeah, it was it was so bad, but it was, you know, that's basically the X-Men's first appearance on on TV, so. Yeah. Well, I did include when I sent this over to you, just because they were there, and I have not read this probably since it came out. This, mm-hmm. is, this is so, oh my God, that's damn near, like, Jesus, 30 years ago? Yeah. 33? Um, the ads were in here, so I included the ads. 
dude, freaking Cocoa Puffs right there. First. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now we get to our main page. Stan Lee presents the Incredible Hulk Rhino Plastered by Peter David. Art by Bill Jaska. Okay, dude. Bill Jaska has got to have done more stuff because it's awesome. Uh, I think this is a damn good issue. Jeff Albrecht is, does the inks. Mm -hmm. Jonathan, always a great letterer. Glennis Oliver does colors. Uh, Bobby Chase edits, and and uh, Tom De DeFalco is uh, Santa Claus, I guess. Uh, Santa's helper is Kurt Busick. <laughs> so uh, it's got a pretty good cast. Now, yeah. I will, you know, not we're, we're not going to read everything, but note to our readers, all during the tenure of the Grey Hulk, readers asked for the return of a certain villain. We never delivered. Now in this holiday season, we take this opportunity to rectify that. Also explain why Rick Jones was limping last issue. All this in the feel-good story of 1990 entitled Rhino Plastered. So, note to readers, if you haven't known it, this is 378. And the very next issue is the first appearance of Professor Hulk. Uh you know, or the, the the what we think of as Professor Hulk now, the David known, uh, Dale known, Peter David Green Hulk merged, and mm -hmm. before this was other stuff, uh, which I can't remember. But uh, basically, Rick Jones, Betty, and Marlo, and Bruce are all in the hospital with Doc Sampson, who is trying to get to the bottom of why the Hulk or Bruce has multiple Hulk personalities and fix it. And Betty and Marlo are kind of at each other a little bit here because Betty's married to Bruce and Marlo is dating the Hulk. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I can't imagine why she's mad. Do what? But it made no sense. Yeah, it made perfect sense if you read comic books. No. <laughs> so uh, so now it opens here there's the children's world and there's some kids being little buttholes come on fatso you can't get me they're, they're picking at each other and then here's Rick Jones doing his stylish 90's look dude look at them boots uh, and his tank top shirt uh, and he even says Betty and Marlo look like they didn't need me butting in just when they were getting along Doc Sampson sure doesn't need me hanging around while he tries head shrinking routine on Bruce. So Rick Jones, man without a purpose. Um, Rick has been in Marvel Comics since the damn beginning, dude. And people often just like cast him away. And now, I isn't he paralyzed now? I can't remember. But I think he is. He might be. Uh, I looked at this and I was like, oh, I completely forgot about Rick Jones' meth head phase. <laughs> This <laughs> method phase. Yep. <laughs> so, so the kids are fighting. And uh, finally, Rick's like, come on, guys. This isn't cool. Big fella, you could hurt somebody running around like that. And you smart Alec, your face could get stuck that way. And they recognize him. They're like, wait, I know you. You're Rick Jones. You're the super guys, guys pal. Because he actually was friends with the Avengers people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he did some stuff with, uh, well, he capped too. He was Bucky for a while. Um, that's right, man. So I know what I'm talking about. You want an example of how teasing can make bad stuff go down? 
It involves the Hulk. The big green dumb guy? Sure. Well, not back then. He was gray and really smart and involved another guy who was kind of like you, big fella. He was called the Rhino. And so this is a... Rick Jones is actually trying to tell these kids why they should act better. And uh, the story flashes to the Rhino, who is alone at Christmas, miserable as hell, and cold and he tries to approach these hobos who see him and they're like oh my god it's the rhino it's a super villain and they run away from it and of course he he actually freaks out he's like i'm stuck in this stupid costume you know i got no money no prospects no friends except for other super villains <laughs> and all they never want to talk about football or broads anything except fighting superheroes my life's in the sewer yeah, that was the running gag. The fact that he was like the supervillain that couldn't remove his costume. Yeah, well, him and and Scorpion. Yeah, how That's do you go to the bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> it's like Dune. They just take a dump or whatever, and it just like processes it. <laughs> we hope. We hope. Yeah, it, it might just be the stank that's making making the whole boat run away. <laughs> I'm a homeless guy, and this guy stinks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they run, and it's like, before that ugly gray monster comes at us, and of course they run straight into the gray hulk, who says, I resent that. Oh, no, it's another gray monster. So he heads off. I do love it. The rhino's like, I have, uh, I've had it. I'm going to knock over a bank. That always puts me in a better mood. <laughs> it put me in a better mood, too. Uh, what were those guys saying about the Hulk? Oh, bums like that. They see everything. And so now the rhino's all de you know, depressed. Oh, God, the Hulk's in town. And if I do anything, he'll be all over me. He'll probably just beat me like before. I'm so depressed. You know, <laughs> depression does rise this time of year. Capri Sun, dude. Man. Pacific. I remember Cooper. those terrible, like, 90s commercials where they would yes. animate all the, all the, all these blocking computer characters <laughs> just jumping off the packets and i'm like uh yes that's why i saw it i'm like man this ads have come a long way yeah so basically the rhino is just in a terrible shape he's got no money hadn't really got anything to eat and he's at the lowest he'd ever been so he tries to bump some money and uh, everybody just keeps running from him because they're terrified. And then he sees the mall Santa or a Santa. Uh, so while he, you know, he beats up the Santa Claus and takes his suit and the hat. And because he's got the fake beard now and he puts the hat on, it covers him completely. You can't tell it's the rhino anymore. And everybody needs him. So well, at, he's, at some point, some little kid does. Yes. You're not Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you can tell because the, the hat's not just falling to the side. It's it's straight up. Yep. Well, he actually grabs. Yeah, he grabs. He's he's out here helping the needy, helping the needy. Some people are like, hey, I gave it the office. You know, hey, you can give again. Sure. Here you go. <laughs> and uh, the mall operator comes out. Hey, sir, a moment of your time, please. Oh, dude. Mega Man 3. Jesus, dude. Talk about getting your ass whipped in a video game. Yeah, right. Uh, 
I didn't do anything. No, sir, but it's what you can do. Our mall Santa Claus has injured himself. Fell down drunk, actually, and we need a substitute. Fast. The kids are already lined up. You sure you want a supervillain? Don't be ridiculous. They want you. Santa Claus. A villain? How absurd. And then everybody's so excited to see Santa because he shows up. And, you know, Rhino even does a little tear. He says, this is the first time I've ever been greeted with joy and happiness instead of screams. This is wonderful. Adulation, love. Maybe I should have thought of this sooner. <laughs> of course, he weighs so much he breaks the damn chair. <laughs> so they're like, we'll hurry up and get a reinforced force chair. Look at him, a big old tub of lard. So now <laughs> it's damn concrete blocks. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I do that to chairs too. You do that to chairs too. Uh, so now here, his first kid, uh, this is back when you could do this, you can't anymore. He says, all I want is superhero action figures, the Batman, the Superman, the Spider-Man, the Captain America, their vehicles, the secret headquarters. And Santa, the Rhino says, don't you want any villain action figures? Like maybe the Rhino? Oh, who needs villains? They just get beat up all the time. They're dumb and ugly. And Rhino about loses it. He's going to sling this little bastard across the mall. He's like, hey, you got a horn under there. You're the Rhino. He feel, feels the hat. Mm -hmm. he, Listen, kid, breathe a word of this, and I'll give you a, a hoo-hoo right up the wazoo. Got it? Good. No, Mom. Honestly, it's the Rhino back there. You can't have a Rhino, dear, or a pony, or another live animal. Now, we're hurry. We can catch the sale at at Stearns. And then, of course, these three people, one of them is uh, Rick uh, Rick Jones. I can't, the other one is, uh, it's not Clay Quartermain, it's Chris, what was his last name? Oh, God. Uh, and then Bruce, the Rhino. God, do you remember when cards were so big? They're coming back, sports cards. Yeah, but they, they want like, you know, $35 for a pack of four. Yeah. Um, that That's how you can tell how dated this book is. Because the basketball cards. Oh, my God. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Carl Malone, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Patrick Ewing. <laughs> well, at least there's one white guy in the NBA. Damn it. All right. So and now here we go with the dropping cultural references again. And back with Santa. Give me a Nintendo with a turtles cartridge. I wonder what turtles cartridge they're talking about. <laughs> hmm. uh, and give me a new bike and give me a give, give, give. Well, you know what stuff? You just take it. <laughs> he slings him and he starts screaming. You see that the bike over there, that luggage, the bowling balls, take them. Don't want to be a wimp. Make a statement. Uh, so now we see, uh, you see kids, the rhino is what we call manic depressive. We know people like that. Earlier, he'd been really depressed. Now though, he's getting manic and that's when we spotted him. I got a funny feeling about that guy. You think maybe hold it. Where's Bruce? It's close to sunset. Oh dude, Capcom. So Bruce runs away because at sunset he turns into the Gray Hulk now and he runs into the bathroom, knocks poor guy over that was going to go in the stall. 
<laughs> he's in there. He's just like, hey, you geek. You couldn't wait your turn. And <laughs> Bruce is in there. Uh, come on. It can't be bad. Move it. Other people got to use it, too. <laughs> and the Hulk breaks the door down and throws the toilet paper at him. It's all yours, buddy. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was. There was. There was so many like little little quips in in this. That it was. It was hilarious. Yeah. So now the back on our Santa Claus. Finally, you get the one bastard little kid that's going to poke and pull the beard, mm-hmm. and they finally do pokes him in the eyes and pulls the beard off, and we realize that he is the rhino. I bet you're a super villain because super villains are big and dumb and ugly, and no one's bigger and dumber than uglier than you. Uh, and he even kicks him in the leg, but it pisses him off. Says that hurt good, and Rhino does. He picks one of the kids up and slings his ass through the mall, only to get caught by the Hulk. Step aside, kid. Who are you? I'm the spirit of fractures yet to come. <laughs> oh. It was at that moment, moment, little Johnny. <laughs> Realized he effed up. Yes. Uh, is that voice? It's the Hulk. Those lips. Who forgot those lips? Those eyes. It's the Hulk. Swiping my color scheme. Of course, they they get into a big ass fight. All right, hot shot. You made big, big dumb and ugly, but this time you met your match. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded from from the, from the lines you read of the Rhino just now. It sounded like he was kind of crushing on Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Ooh, those lips. Ooh. <laughs> That's so they awkward. The, the comic book shop here. Yeah, look at those colors. Look at uh, sit right there. See, look at those carefully at the rocks on the color. You see, it's just lost in space on Trek 15. Dude, I almost want to go back and look up Star Trek 15 and see if that's on it. And then there's the Jupiter 2's outline. That's hysterical. I almost want to go look at that and see if that actually happened. Well, you know what so, that means. Need to hunt it down. So the Hulk knocks Rhino through the damn comic book shop uh, as they keep fighting. And finally, some ladies, somebody says, excuse me, I'm I'm making a bid to end this right now. I did laugh out loud when I read this. I'm Donna Scraggs of the Exquisite Cookies. Our motto is we got the cookies right here. Instead of fighting, why not try these delicious chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> so the rhino picks one up. He takes a bite out of it. Mm-hmm. He says, ah, these are macadamia nuts. Why, yes. And, and then he hits the lady in the damn cookies. I hate macadamia nuts. And the fight continues. Oh, now this was a good one, too. I, I, dude, I didn't get any of this crap when I was little, when I read this the first time. Uh, he keeps. They fall through the damn bowling alley. Yep. He says, "How about that? You're not so tough. Anyone half a brain can take you. That sure explains a lot. Then admit it. You can't handle me, Mister. Anyone outside of Woody Allen can handle you. All it takes is plenty of balls." And the Hulk slings all the damn bowling balls at him. Adios. Finally, Rick and uh, Chris. There, they they get hauled. Yeah, freeze. I'm an agent of shield. Good. I've never killed one of those before. 
Dude, this is the hardest, one of the hardest video games ever freaking made. Yeah, that company was awful. It was like, we get a lot of complaints from parents that we spend all, they spend all this money on a new game and the kids finish it like in a day. You ain't going to finish this crap in a day. We're talking about old video games. You have the right to remain silent. Yeah. Keep at him. You're bored him to death, Clay. It's Clay Quartermain. Okay. Clay Quartermain. Yeah. And I'm going to gore you to death until I ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Damn. The Hulk's got the beard on. Knocks the hell out of the rhino. Dungeon. You can buy that game now. It's only the new versions are like a hundred bucks. The new version of almost any game is a hundred dollars. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you've been very bad, this weird dimwit, and Santa's gonna have to turn you into Christmas mulch. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem anyway? Uh, I can't ever get this stupid costume off. Haven't? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You haven't had a woman in. Don't you think I know? That's why I'm so irritable. <laughs> So, because the rhino never gets in his way, he's so upset. Mommy, look, Santa's flying. Not now, honey. <laughs> uh, finally, as they continue the fight, rhino's got the beard back on, and he's going to beat the hell out of uh, the Hulk. When the little girl stops him, Santa, why are you hurting the gray man? I thought you were good. I thought you were supposed to help people. But Mommy said you, you weren't really Santa. But maybe you you uh, maybe you aren't. Maybe there isn't any Santa, uh, Santa at all, and Mama lied. And of course, the Rhino and the Hulk stop. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, your mother was she, she was telling the truth, huh? You see, this guy he was he was naughty. Yeah, he was naughty. But now he's going to be nice. Yeah, that's right. We're both going to be nice. Watch <laughs> that smile at the bottom corner is. That could be a poster. Virgin, <laughs> uh, get away from him quickly. It's okay, Mama. It's Santa. This man here is Santa's helper. Right. You see, Mommy? Well, you were right. Yes, Virginia. There is a... Shut up! <laughs> so the writer of the Hulk cooperated rather than wreck a little girl's beliefs. Clay and I were proud to see them uh that way and even though the hulk was a little grumpy about it he looked so upset hold that damn candy cane he did manage to sneak in a little christmas cheer i love how the rhino looks so upset when the lady wants to start mauling on him yeah we'll wait till betty and uh marlo see him <laughs> marlo see him He's <laughs> even more pissed off so that's what happened kids that's how the story is and of course one of the kids kicks Rick in the damn shins. That's why he was limping last issue. Yep. <laughs> why do I even bother anymore? I'm going back to dodging supervillains. It's safer. Yeah, there's the cover. I, have that, the I remember that cover. Oh, my God, dude. It was like three, Yeah, they were like three issues of that. Mm -hmm. um, did you read the letters page? No, I didn't. Yeah, I read the letters page. Uh... The big one is uh, up here. They were talking about some of the stuff that I didn't remember. Uh, Peter David Noel, guys, issues 370, 73, four of the best comics of the year. I love the Defenders, Hulk's sense of humor. Um, 
But the thing that got me, I love the return of the defenders, the Hulk sense of humor is on 370, page nine, panel seven. The scar on Bruce's back, the golden door, the dark uh, Hulk, Wisconsin tourist, I'm from Madison, the dark Namor, um, and then footing the, the green Hulk back behind the door. So, I mean, all this is stuff that I was reading and I was like, this is kind of played into that immortal Hulk run that just ended up and you know they're kind of bringing back in the new hall but uh yeah uh man 12 issues for 11 dollars and 25 cents that is what one number one costs for marvel now yeah that's 94 cent versus a buck 25 on the new span that's oh. for those issues and then up top you can get amazing spider-man nine dollars for 12 issues Spider-Man, Avengers, West Coast Avengers, Cap, Conan, Daredevil, Dark Hawk. Oh my God! Guardians of the Galaxy, FF, GI Joe, Gru, Hulk, Iron Man, Marvel Age, Marvel Tales, New Warriors, Punisher, Quasar, Silver Surfer, Spectacular Spider-Man, Submariner, Thor, Transformers, Web Spider-Man, X Factor, and X-Men were all. Dollar issues, seventy-five cent a piece if you've got the damn subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, what what you also got with that is uh, all of your comics bent in half in awkward ways from the mailman from having to deliver your comics. Oh hush, you can't have everything. But I was like, oh crap! And then of course you got the cool chiller be chilled, and then the back cover was the Punisher video game. Dude, that, that would one. that would probably set people off today. Oh God, LJN. This was like I said. It was. I, I wanted something a little different. Hulk is probably my favorite Marvel character, um, and we have not read much Hulk at all on the podcast. So done my little pony either. No, we haven't. Done it's going to stay that way. I hadn't done my little pony either. So I was like, what do we do? Santa versus the Hulk by Peter oh, David. I, I do, thought it was I, great. I do have a My Little Pony joke. Oh, my God. Is it safe for work? <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so do you know what they call boys that like My Little Pony? They were bronies. Oh, my dad got it wrong. What? That's that's the punchline of the joke. <laughs> Your dad got it wrong. Think if it was the seventies, what would you call somebody that liked My Little Pony? Oh my God! It's not a very popular term nowadays. No, but I uh, did find the Star Trek. Oh, you yeah. were looking it up while we were talking. Trek fifteen. Trek fifteen from DC because uh, before Jeff Lemire was writing multiple books for every publisher on the planet every month. Peter David did. Sometimes. Uh, Peter David was doing it, too. Yes. So he's working for Marvel and DC at the same time. Oh, he was, he was writing track at this time then, wasn't he? Uh, here, here's, a, here's a plug, because they're talking about the... I didn't see where the rocks formed uh, the Jupiter, but... Um, 
I did see the members of the Swiss family Robinson in space. And even something more important. Oh, my God. Relevant to the whole lost in space thing. Guess who was doing Star Trek with Peter David at this time? Who? You going to show us? All right, here it comes. Billy Mummy. End of the world, Star Trek. Okay, let me let me blow this up. Peter David, Bill Mummy, Gordon Purcell, and, and Arnie Starr. And Arnie Starr. So there's, you know, Shuttlecraft 5. Going back to the ship. Episode 15, Thomas. And there's the Robinsons. Yeah. Season one. What? So you're looking at season one? Oh, it's the there's the DC comic. Uh, no, 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 go to, go on down some more. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can see where it where where they were talking about where it says uh lost in space or I'm not seeing that, but obviously there's there's the Robinson family down the bottom around the rocks but they said dude it's it's lost in space right there look at it l o s t lost in and then there's space s p the a the the p and the a are upside down c e lost in space it's all it's all upside down l o s t in space yep Damn, so there it is. Hulk 378 has a collection to damn Star Trek 15. From DC. From 1990 from DC. <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't find a regular picture of this because it was showing like everything but. But yeah. this is this is from like an eBay listing. They're asking like $8.50 for it. I'm like, well, for $8.50, you should, and plus shipping, you, you should, you know. Pick, Give us a little bit better signature picture. from Billy Mummy, you know. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So something they they were actually talking about in the book is for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy a damn Star Trek 15 just for that and <laughs> put them together. And I don't think we've done this book that I picked out, keeping with the the Christmas theme. Okay. What we got? No. No, we haven't done it. Silent Night, Deadly Night. This isn't the... uh, uh, No, this isn't the Batman... This isn't the Frank Miller story, is it? I don't think so. No, Um, that's in Five Star Spectacular, I think. Yeah. Uh, What is this? 239? 239, yeah. Neil Adams. Yep. No, no, this isn't it. Yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night's different. Yeah. The, 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 uh, Santa Claus Wanted Dead or Alive is the, uh, is in, uh, uh, oh 
God. Is the five car five five star six pacular? No, we've never done that. Cool. And yeah, we get to stay with the Christmas theme. Yep, stay with the Christmas theme, and and also at the same time, you got fifty two pages for a quarter. For a quarter. Yes. <laughs> oh, now now I get why there's so much depression around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to remember back when you could get 52 pages of comic book for a quarter. Uh, and, and and now uh, if you want to go buy this book, it's probably like a $30 or $40 book. If not more. Yeah, because it's you know, a 52-pager. And it's, it's got really, art by Neil Adams. But, yeah, so... You know, and and even more money if for some reason uh, you decided this was the book that you wanted Neil to sign because <laughs> he can't he can't sign him no more. No, so I was I was glad I got to meet him before he uh, sadly passed. So yeah, sadly I've never met him. <laughs> well, right. there's only one way to meet him now. I will. Uh, I'll get it over to you, and then we'll be back next week with that one. Awesome. Everybody have a have a great evening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for uh, you know just working and not saying anything and just listening to us ramble up about silly stuff. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week. We will uh, check out a another crowdfunding uh, project uh, during the pre-show. Hopefully, I might actually have something in by then. Never know. <laughs> Never know. So until next time, uh, go read a comic book and have a have a wonderful time. <laughs> That's my nice language. It's coming from watching uh, Chris Reeves portray his uh, iconic Superman character. Neat. <laughs> Neat. <laughs>